Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm super excited. We only have two episodes left, not including this one, for the year. And I'm really excited to have my friend Andrew Berkemeyer on. And when I, so I met Andrew through the internet, go figure people. But then I actually got to meet him in person and I was working the check-in booth at Creative South. And all of a sudden this wisp walk I mean it was a blur he was running he came and gave me a hug and then he went back he didn't say anything to me it was just and he's a lot taller than me um, now that you can tell with us next to each other right now but um, you he is has a ton of energy he is not an introvert I do think you have introverted ways, right? It's very true. Yeah, I feel like an extroverted introvert. Yeah, so me and him have had these conversations. So I just really, really enjoy his design work, but I also really like that he has a lot of fun as an in-house designer. And I'm not an in-house designer, but I have been an in-house designer. But some of my clients, I feel like I'm an in-house designer for just them. And I, I like making them feel that way because then they don't think of me as... Um, they think of me as theirs and part of their team. So we're going to talk about that and kind of analyze what an in-house job is great at, what it gives Andrew, and then also how he's able to spend some of his, do some side projects. And some of them may be a little different than what um, you're thinking or what it's a normal side project for a designer. But I actually don't think it's that unique. So, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people have musical inclinations, not me, but <laughs> other people. So I'm Andrew, weird. you can just say it. <laughs> I can I can read. So I can read the words. You don't want me to see the, see you. So and Doc's here from North Carolina too. So glad you're here and you're still invisible on my back end thing, Doc. It's so weird. Anyway. All right, Andrew, thank you for being here. I'm super excited to have you. So will you just give us a little bit because you have a pretty interesting backstory and you were just telling me even more that I kind of would love for you to tell them about um so start out and so one of the things that I thought was really neat when I started talking to Andrew last week as we were getting uh, getting a little bit more of the backstory I was like oh well where did you go to school and he said I didn't and I was like oh well I interviewed tons of people that don't go to school they just learn it on their own they're really passionate but then he said something that really threw me off. He said, yeah, my parents really encouraged me not to go to college. And I was like, what? You know, but I thought it was really neat. I think, and you're a fantastic designer. Like you Thank are, you. you're really, really good. So give us a little bit of the backstory. Tell us about the thing you wanted to do and then how you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm stoked for this. This is this is uh, humbling and, and such an honor. So, uh, yeah, so I grew up in uh, rural Texas. Um, I grew up on a 15-acre farm. Um, I used to raise dairy goats. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, and so I loved being outside. I loved being in the woods. I love everything. But what I was telling you earlier, um, my dream as a kid was actually to be a cowboy. Like, I wanted to break horses. I wanted to work cattle. Um, and so that was kind of what I wanted to do. Um, but I was also artistic and, um, my dad, uh, is actually a weird combination. He is a developer. Um, but he's also really artistic. So he used to be a designer, um, and has really like helped me throughout the years with drawing and that kind of thing. So I think I probably got that side from him. 
Um, but he, uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, backstory with wanting to be a cowboy, wanted to be a cowboy, uh, horses are dangerous. So I didn't really ride a ton growing up, but I worked a lot with animals. Um, come like 19, I ended up moving down on a ranch, working with horses, working with cattle, traveled the United States with a horse trainer. Um, and then kind of moved on from there to do more design stuff. But, uh, when I was about 14, I was sketching up, this is actually how I got into design. Um, I was sketching up some coloring pages of all things for my siblings. And uh, my dad really encouraged me to learn Illustrator, which at the time I didn't want to do, um, but kind of begrudgingly decided to do that. And uh, fell in love with it, started using Illustrator, ended up making a, a goat coloring book because uh, I was really into goats at the time. And then since I've made another coloring book, a camping coloring book. Um, and so that's kind of what launched me into design. Um, had a lot of really positive input from friends and from my parents to like pursue design as a career since I was so into illustration and pencil drawing. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to college for it. Um, my parents uh, are really cool and uh, have always like encouraged their kids. If you don't need to go to college, like, there's not, there's, there's a point to go to college and it, I think it's needed for some people, but in our case, especially me with design, it, it just wasn't necessary. So, um, I did a lot of online tutorials, did a lot of lynda.com shout out to Lyndon. I mean, Linda, uh, YouTube and, uh, just learn it from other people. Yeah. And so practice. You just practiced. You I know? did. I did a lot of practice. I did a lot of free logos. Uh, I did a lot of just trying to do freelance and yeah, a lot of time went into that. Um, yeah. As opposed to actually going to classes for it. So then you go and you end up, you moved, you went mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, you also were in where else? Missouri. Were? Yeah. Missouri. So when I was 16, uh, so I grew up in Texas. Then at 16, my whole family moved to Missouri, uh, which was just backwoods, rednecks, uh, construction. I used to be an industrial roofer covered head to toe with, uh, with tar. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so I lived, I, I lived in Missouri till I was 23 ish. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. So then you got a job or you just moved to Bellingham because Bellingham is mm -hmm. kind of expensive. It is. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up getting offered a job at a software company. How did you get that job? Like how, how does somebody that's trying to break in, so you're just doing a lot of freelance and you're on mm -hmm. dribble or what? Um, yeah. So I, that's a good question. I did a lot of freelance. I ended up working with a, a buddy of mine that had a marketing company. And so that was really helpful because it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me full time. I wasn't making really good money, but it was good experience. Um, he would send me a lot of like logo projects and design projects. And so hooking up with someone like that to kind of give me the design work helped like uh, enhance my skills and then where, helped like. Where was he located? He was based out of Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. He was actually a connection through, it all kind of ties, uh, he was a connection through the horse trainer and through, he worked on a ranch up there. And so, uh, yeah, anyway, that's random. So fact. then Paul um, wants to know where in Missouri were you? Uh, it doesn't matter. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm he's... not a fan of Missouri. I'm sorry. Uh, Missouri is great though. Uh, I was <laughs> like two hours southeast of St. Louis. Okay. So a little place called Patton, Missouri, which is like 
boondocks of nowhere. Missouri's <laughs> great though. I love being out in the middle of nowhere. Me too. Um, All right. So, so you, you yeah. end up getting a job at a software company and yep. um, through, so how, did they have an ad and you applied? Sure, sure. So, so what happened, sorry, I'm losing my, let's <laughs> hear uh, What happened was uh, my sister lives in Canada. Um, she married a Canadian up there. And so we were visiting uh, and Bellingham's right below where she was visiting. So we were visiting Bellingham and we knew of the company. Um, my dad actually had a connection with uh, uh, someone there. And so the one day we ended up like touring um, the company, which ended up touring like the design department there and uh, met some people and just realized, wow, this is a really cool place. Um, I had since like sent like my portfolio or website or something to the design department. And then um, my, what would be basically my boss ended up reaching out to me and just being like, Hey, you know, uh, looked at your work and like, just kind of struck up that conversation and any, and, and it just kind of like turned into basically an interview. So, um, yeah, it was mainly based off of, um, just having work to show, I think. Um, yeah. and then they had an opening and it just, yeah. It was, and just it was, meeting the right people at the right time, yeah. just things happened. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. Um, it, it was definitely a blessing. And that was something, you know what, uh, Diane, this is really interesting, uh, just coming from, because I know you were hitting on the uh, fact that I didn't go to college. Um, Which is I, fine. Like, I'm not no, judging, no, no. you know. Um, like, I think but I was great. really insecure about that for a while. Um, and But after I started going in-house, working with other designers that also didn't go to college, um, I realized, like, it wasn't as big of a deal if you get that education somewhere else. Yep. Um, but the funny thing about it was, is I, uh, really like labored over this like resume for this job. Right. And I designed it and I had like illustrations in it and like, it was, anyway, it was too much, but, uh, I never ended up giving that to my boss and they gave me the job anyway. And so it's, I've had a funny story with resumes because, uh, I did that. And then later as I'm working there, I was like, uh, I just realized I never gave you my resume. And so it just goes to show that like, it was about the work. It's about if you can do it, it's about your thought what? process, who you are. Yeah. Um, it's also your personality. Do you fit into their culture? Do you, you know, I think in some ways it really sucks, right? Because it's hard to kind of break in, but that means you just have to start meeting people and it's very uncomfortable for people. But you know what? I know a lot of people, Paul's saying it, he went to school, but not for design. And now he's 25 years or more as a professional. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I mean, I'm a college professor, so clearly I believe in it, but I also sure, think totally. that you, I, there are lots of things that I've learned on my own that I did not get taught in school. For sure. Yeah. And, and it's always, it's a continual, it's a continual learning and our field isn't like, Oh, well, this is what was in history. Now we just have to memorize these dates and then that's right. it. Like it's, totally. it's a constant learning. And if, uh, I just, I, I think a lot of people, I've met a lot of people who are in the same situation as you and there is that insecurity, but I think mm -hmm. we're all insecure about things. Like oh, we are sure. all, I have insecurities about a ton of things and I went to school and I teach it. So like I should know it, but I totally yeah. don't know everything, yeah. which I think is really, really important to say. And I, I'm glad maybe you don't feel like that, but I was telling somebody the other day and they were like, well, do you mind if I send that to you and have you look at it again? And I'm like, that's what we all do forever. I've <laughs> for been sure. doing this for 20 years and I still have to have somebody else look at it. So oh, man. I guess all it's, the time. 
I guess we never get over some of our insecurities, but sometimes we just are, um, we're okay. They become better friends, our insecurities, yeah. I guess. Well, you know what, uh, Diane, I've realized that I think it's really those insecurities that one, keep you humble. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like, that's what like spurs you on to keep being a better designer or creative or person really. Like, um, I think it's once you become okay with where you're at in something, you really start to die off, um, right. in that field or that character trait or whatever it is. Like, um, I don't think you should be self-loathing or like bash yourself, but at the same time, I think not being a hundred percent satisfied helps you to try and be better the next time and see how other people are doing things and, and, and try and hone your skills. I think it, I think that's just part of the process. So I was just in a meeting with some um, colleagues and they were like, I'm super competitive. Like yeah, I'm like, same. so we have, we have an art sale and graphic design always comes in second. Glass always beats us. It's like, how, however, who makes the most money? Like does glass make the most sure. money or does graphic design? And you know, we don't have as many options, you know, we don't have a graphic design. I make them do 10 things, you know, one class. And so anyway, um, I, somebody was like, well, why do we even keep track if all the money goes in the same place? I'm like, cause it's fun to try <laughs> yeah. to win, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But I, but I also, I think it's the same thing. It's trying to get better. And if we just are like, oh, we don't care who wins. It's fine. I feel like to some extent, that's like everybody gets a trophy. Well, right. it, it doesn't, then maybe you work harder to try to get things that sell because I think as a designer and mm-hmm. as an artist, we should maybe be creating work that other people want to buy. Right. Exactly. No, I agree. I think, I think part of it is being competitive. Yes. In your field, but also I think it's really healthy to be competitive with yourself. Like if I, uh, like I look back at my work that I was doing, like even like two years ago and like to see the work that I'm making now, if I didn't see like an increase in like quality, um, I, I don't think it, I would be near as stoked to keep designing. Um, because yeah, I am competitive and too, like, I think, I think the other thing that plays into that is setting like high goals for yourself. Uh, and that's like, come back to bite me for sure. But, um, <laughs> but that's I, good. I think I look so far and this, well, in other areas of my life, this isn't healthy, but like, I think in design, it's okay. I look so far into the future and set such high goals that I think when I do something, I'm trying to hit those goals and I'm not hundred percent satisfied, but you go back and you look at it and you realize, wow, you actually did a really good job on that. Um, and other people don't see what you're going for. Right. And then it just, I don't know, it just keeps you pushing forward. I would say. Well, and it's growth. And I think growth is really important. Joey um, says she's coming at it and she's in Hawaii. So she's, Love love when Joey comes. I'm coming from architecture into graphics at an older age, she said, Mm. in quotes. Talk about insecurity, but I feel like it's the same way for you. You were the 19-year-old or Mm 14-year-old in design Mm -hmm. that was the same. And I think everybody's kind of proving something. But you know what? That's Mm -hmm. what this is for. That's what Design Recharge is for. For us coming together and let's let's share where we don't know something and then let's help each other. Because I really feel like it's a community of people who – are are there for each other. So Joey, you got any yeah. questions? You got my email address. And if you want my phone number, it's on every email I send you. So Yeah, and Joey too, I would say like don't this is something I've struggled with so much. We could spend forever talking about it, but I won't. Um feeling I've struggled a lot with feeling behind in life with different things, just a mm. bunch of different things. Um uh, I mean the music's one too, but um 
I, even though I did graphic design since I was 14, like that was off and on. I didn't really try and pursue it as a profession until I was like 23 before I got like a full-time job. And even that seems really young, but I didn't have college education. I barely knew anybody else in the field that did design. Um, and so I'm looking at these, some friends of mine that now that like came out of design school and I'm like, wow, if I had had those assets of like those classes and those connections and like job opportunities, like, so everybody just comes from a different background. Like mm -hmm. my trail was a lot longer probably and like scattered than a lot of other people's, but it's just the nature of it. But it just makes it more interesting. I feel like, I really do feel like that is what makes Joey, you're coming at it and Joey and Joey, you and Jeffy should connect. Like you should share each other's uh, email because Jeffy um, is an architect, um, but mm -hmm. went to design and now kind of is one foot in both doors uh, oh, or both cool. doors. That that's weird. Both rooms, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I think, but maybe that's a way for you guys to kind of connect. And um, I, I do think it's, good for us to encourage each other and we all 100%. don't know everything and that's why I do design recharge so we can learn something. So take us back to, you get this job, you yep. move from um, Missouri to correct uh, to Washington state yeah. to Washington state and you start working at the um, software company. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you told me the other day was you learned a ton, excuse me, from these other designers. Oh yeah. So, so this is going to an in-house position a lot of times in-house is more eight to five it's sure. no, more normal so you can kind of have a life yep. so what was it like going moving at that age and then going into an in-house position sure uh i think there was a lot of really healthy things there um i think one of the things one is um i am an artist and uh, almost to the t uh comes with the lack of structure lack of schedule and all that kind of thing so i think uh, coming into a setting that is show up at this time and like, and there, even then there was a lot of like flexibility with the nature of the job, but just coming in, showing up at a certain time and, and learning, this is a huge thing uh, that helped knock off a lot of nerves for me um, was learning to come in with the attitude of um, I'm going to make something today. Like I'm going to make something cool today. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it out the door instead of like sitting at your desk going, crap, I have a new client, like, uh, am I going to fulfill what they need? Am I gonna? No, you show up and you know that this is work, this is a job, this is what I'm going to do. And so that was a huge mind change for me, um, mm -hmm. approaching it that way and having that confidence. But yeah, I would say working in-house um, really allowed me to, one, uh, when I started with this company, they had a bunch of incredibly talented designers. Uh, some of them went to school for design. Some of them, one of my buddy, uh, John Devaney, um, he's an insane illustrator. He didn't go to school for it. He's a crazy photographer, crazy designer. He has everything. Uh, dude, Daniel, what's up? Sorry, Daniel. He's my buddy. Uh, yeah. So just working with those guys for the first year or two, um, taught me so much about design. Um, not only in enhancing like my illustration skills and my layout skills, but the core of what I learned that I just didn't realize before was just more design thinking mm. and learning to approach a design 
problem as a problem and how to solve it instead of let's just make this pretty. Um, and that was something that I really, that really got pounded into me uh, at the, because uh, we were kind of like a little in-house studio in a sense inside the software company. Mm -hmm. um, and they really, really drove home with me like, think about how to solve the problem. Think about how to, uh, what is the problem we're trying to solve here? Um, they might not even be asking the right questions. We might need to change this copy. Like, don't just like try and make this pretty if it's not going to actually solve what's going on. So, um, I've, I've since learned that there's an importance to the beauty of design as well, mm -hmm. but that really helped me just have a, a more solid foundation of what the purpose of design is, um, and, and how to use that, uh, uh, how to use that more efficiently and, and to, to actually help the plant. So I had a, my students one year, um, this poster back here, um, they had to give me a whole bunch of tips that they would want to give to the people coming behind them. And one of them was design, don't decorate. And I love that one because it's so simple, but it is, there's a beauty in making something beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. And, but I think the first thing is to solve the problem. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't get that. And I ask students, yeah. well, why did you do that? Why did you, well, I don't know. I'm yeah, like, well then take it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like gradients. That's yeah. a big, anyway. All right. So, um, gradients <laughs> yeah well a lot of people use gradients incorrectly because it's just like bells and whistles they're like "Ooh, cool yeah. tool and yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. terrible like sequins or something i don't know <laughs> um um so how moving so from uh you worked at the software company for how long uh i worked there almost two years and then they actually downsized because i think i had a friend who worked at the same company yeah, um and so it, yeah. So that, uh, in one day they, uh, they let go about 60 of us. Um, not just in the design department. I think there was about half a dozen in the design and video department. Um, and so there was, yeah, downsizing somebody, the numbers weren't quite right and it caught up to them. And, uh, so yeah, uh, I got let go about two years ago. Um, I think it was almost. And then how did you get the job at Woods? Um, yeah, that is a good question. Um, I, uh, so I knew of Woods. Woods, uh, if for those that don't know, Woods Coffee is a coffee chain up in Washington. Uh, we have almost 20, that's where I work now. We have almost 20 different coffee shop locations and a roastery and a bakery and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I knew of Woods. Um, I knew people that had worked for Woods. Um, and then I ended up knowing the husband of the C CEO, I think, of Woods. Um, and so that was kind of the connection, but it was really just God opened the opportunity. I mean, if I'm being honest, um, but essentially they right like two months after I got laid off, they were looking for a position to fill in the design and marketing department. Um, and, uh, what ended up happening is I, I kind of applied for that position, which was more of like an assistant to marketing and design. Mm -hmm. Um, and then since coming on board, um, from the get go, I think it, it just seemed like a good fit. Um, it's kind of morphed into this primarily being the primary designer at, at Woods Coffee. And then I, it's basically a two man team. Mm -hmm. uh, so my boss is kind of the marketing director and art director, and then I do the bulk of the design. So we kind of tag team um, and then kind of critique each other's work and, and kind of just work together. 
So that's one of the blessings is that you get to do a ton of different things, but it can also be curse because it's <laughs> only you and him doing the bulk of everything. Correct. So, yeah. so what are some things that you really like about working in-house? Like if you were trying to tell somebody, would you, like, I think for you working in-house at the software company, you learned a lot. So there was right. a lot, there was Correct. safety within that, but then mm -hmm. you also had a team because it was a little bit bigger of a design team at yeah, that point, for right? Sure. 100%. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you learn from them. So then, because there are some, so at an ad agency, you could be staying till six in the morning, right? Uh, exactly. There's yeah. a lot of overnights or a lot of long mm -hmm. hours. It can be very stressful. Design firms are maybe less stressful, but, um, and they stick to a better hours, but sometimes you have more late nights more regularly. Um, and maybe you're stuck into um, more of one kind of job or one sure. kind of role when you're at like an ad agency or sure, maybe sure, even sure. at a design firm, depending on the size. Yeah. So what are some of the benefits if you were telling somebody that was thinking about either doing a design firm or agency or going in-house? What are some of the benefits of doing in-house? Yeah, I would say uh, the benefits are, um, and I think it, I think it really depends though what company you're with. Um, I think Woods is totally. such a, I think Woods is such a better fit for me uh, for where I'm at right now. Um, uh, the software company I was at was a great fit, but it was also, and part of this was on me because I didn't, I I wasn't good at. Uh, uh, I was learning how to keep track of my own time and how to spend it and that kind of thing, but. Um, I think Woods is better because they value not overworking you. They value, uh, you know, come in, get your job done and leave. Like don't spend crazy hours here unless you actually have to. Um, so I would say the benefit is that just being able to like clock in somewhere, work, and then being able to like leave it um, and then come back to it tomorrow. Um, that's been really healthy because the thing about freelance that can be amazing is you can work anytime, but that usually means you're working all the time unless you know how to structure your day. Um, and so that's really help, helpful for me. And it helps me with my other passions too that we can talk about later if we want. Um, but just being able to come in, uh, come in roughly nine to five or a little later and then be able to leave it is super helpful. The other thing too is like working with other people. Like there's some amazing people that I work with and Woods is such a good company. Um, they genuinely are. They uh, they value their employees. Um, I work with awesome people. Um, and so that's super, uh, helpful. Um, but the nature of wood specifically for me, the benefits, um, I would say one, it's just a cool company. Like, like, let's be honest, I get to work, uh, I get to work with coffee and design and PNW outdoor themed mountains and trees. Like that's my day. So, uh, that I think has been a good fit of just like um, uh, getting to work with that. Um, and then too, uh, Woods has been really great about saying what they want. Um, and then there's certain things that we need to do for our stores and for our promotions and that kind of thing. And then at the same time being open to what do you think? What ideas do you have? What product do you think we should carry? What kind of style do you want to do this? In? And just kind of giving me like free reign to like try things and right. that's been amazing. That's been a completely different shift from where I was at. Where I was at was very rigid. This is the guidelines. This is what you need to do. This is this. This is this. Right. And so now there's a lot more freedom to um, 
to be able to pursue those things. Part of that puts pressure on me because that means I have to think, okay, what kind of brand book are we designing here? How do we want this brand to look? But the nice freedom in it too is um, we can also be quite a bit looser in some things, especially when it comes to like merchandise. Like we do a lot of merchandise, uh, which- Do you want to show I, them some stuff or do you, do you have anything pulled up or do you want me to pull up some stuff I have? Um, yeah, I can pull up. I think I've got a folder here that's- just so they can kind of see, because there's quite yeah, a range. Yeah. So you're really good at branding. Um, that's uh, kind of, oh, and you're good at badges. There's, But you're also a good illustrator. So there's just a ton of things. Can um, you see that? Yes. Yeah, so it looks like we can see your, so if you can hit you the, everything? yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. I'm just going to pull these up one at a time then. Is it still sharing my screen? No, it's not sharing your screen right now. It's now it's just your face. There now we, we see yours. Yep, there we go. Okay, so there's a, a hat there. I'll just run through a couple things here that I've done for Woods. Um, sorry, I should have had these pulled up. It's okay. But so you, there is like every season you have a holiday blend, right? Or you don't use Correct. the same. Yep. Um, you don't use the same design every year, do you? No. So, um, let me pull up. So that's, a, there's some merch stuff there. Um, let me pull up, uh, so that was like a glass something. Yeah. Sorry. Um, here, let me do, uh, well, I mean, I can, the easiest way to do this. So if you open a whole bunch of them at once in preview, that's pr sometime is the easiest. That's and then you can kind of go let through it. Guys up. Sorry guys. Um, and I'll just show you a bunch of some of the stuff that some of the merchandise that we do here at Woods. So they give you a lot of freedom, but then Ooh, also expecting yeah. you to kind of come up with some of the new ideas because it is Correct. just a two team, but that can be fun as well. Right. But you kind of have to know what you're getting into. Right. So um, th there's a balance of um, uh, there's a lot of freedom in getting to, um, all right, let's show you, let's go. So this is something, this is a hat that we did this year for some of our merch. Hmm. Um, how much stuff do y'all do merchandise wise? Like per year, do you have like uh, seasons? We do have seasons. Sorry, I completely lost where I have too many windows open now. <laughs> um, we just see the blue hat. Okay. That's what I expected. I'm trying to get back to my screen here. If I close that down. Perfect. Okay. Um, we, yeah, so um, we have four different major promotions that we run. So one in the spring, one in the summer, and then one in the fall, and then one in the winter for our holiday season. So our biggest, um, uh, I would say we, when we launch our spring, we try and launch new merchandise. Sometimes we're able to pull out new merchandise in summer. Just kind of depends on how crazy things are and what the overlap is. Um, fall, we like to roll out new merchandise that can kind of roll into our holiday promo. And we try and have merch for that. So we try and we don't really have like a set like, oh, we want, you know, this many things for this long. We just kind of try and have fresh stuff. And whenever we can kind of get to it and launch it with our, a promotion, like, Honestly, I think we would probably put out more than we do if we had time to do it. So well, and it's, 
there, it's the difference between working at a because you have a retail aspect to mm -hmm. your business i think it gives you a little bit more freedom to do some of these fun things because you have to stay on trend you know yeah. it can't be no, it's it's very true and honestly uh, for me because i'm somebody that i love apparel design like uh, I love style. I love uh, clothing design. I, I love that aspect of design. So for me, I'm stoked about it anyway. So the more we can do, the better. So, um, but in addition to that, it's been cool because Woods has grown into a multi, like, uh, not multi, multi, like, uh, store company. Mm -hmm. So whereas a lot of coffee shops have like one or two shops, you know, and they've got to like kind of, you know, it's an investment to buy this many shirts or this many hats or whatever. And they got to sell through it to like, we move quite a bit of product. Um, and so that helps to like keep things fresh. Um, and I'm so I'm going to show something. So I'm going to pull up my Instagram. I just sure. want to show cause they're cause talking about products, you have this whole series of chocolates, right? Can you guys yes. see that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that is from our, um, uh, that is from our promo promotion last year. So that's our holiday promotion. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll just let you pull those up there instead of me pulling them up. But, but basically um, that was the season of wonder was the first time that we did um, that branding for our Christmas promotion. And then mm -hmm. we've kind of continued that, but revisited the design of it um, for this year. Um, and uh, the chocolate, those chocolate bars were actually for our Christmas party for our employees. And then oh, we did wow. a smaller version um, for the stores. So those big ones we put on each of the tables and they had a hammer and they could break them. And like, Oh, cool. But, yeah. but again, you're doing a lot of, um, you know, some are really fun. They're definitely sure. something that's going to be, you know, some are products or shirts or hats or sweatshirts but then some are definitely um so then you also so one of the other questions this is why i wanted sure. to get to this because yeah, i want to get to it. the um video i think yeah so um i wanted to know what your process was like because i think one of the things you had told me was you used to sketch a lot in mm -hmm. pencil and paper mm -hmm. and then yeah. it really kind of moved i guess to the ipad or the ipad pro yeah so i grew up sketching a lot pencil and papers always felt like really natural to me um or I should say more natural than, than, you know, other, other things. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I, so I recently have really wanted to get an iPad, uh, the iPad pro with the pencil. I've seen a lot of cool things with that and it can be like a really time consuming process to sketch something out on paper, erase it. I'm a avid eraser. Like I erase more than I draw sometimes. And so it can get time consuming and messy and your lines aren't quite right. And then you scan it in and then you do whatever process you use to, and, and it can just be time consuming. Um, but recently I went ahead and just pulled the trigger on getting an iPad pro, getting a Apple pencil. And it's been like life changing. Um, and shout out to like Ben Stafford and like uh, my homeboys there because they like, we, we were hanging out at one point and I got to play with it and, and they really, uh, talked about how awesome it was, but, um, it has been amazing. Like it's been a little bit of a learning curve just cause I'm not used to drawing on something. Um, sure. But that's natural, you know, I can feel the pencil and paper, but I would say like, it's changed my process so much because I can jump onto there. Um, I can sketch stuff out. I can resize stuff. I can move things around. 
Um, and then it's just such a clean transforming that into the actual product. So like, yeah, the, what you're showing right now is, um, we did, uh, kind of a last minute, uh, one of my coworkers who's in charge of like interior design, um, we started talking about doing like a mural of a, of a coffee plant. And so this was the iPad was such a helpful tool in this because I was able to just sketch it out and then ink it in all right into, um, the iPad to where I had a very clean, um, pretty much straightforward design that I could just take into illustrator, clean it up a little bit and then save it out to the people that to, uh, put it on vinyl and put it on the wall. What are um, you using? What program are you using Astropad or are you using something else? No. So I'm using, um, uh, procreate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like, it's like a $5 app on the iPad. Right. Um, I haven't tried Astropad yet. I'd like to give that a try, but procreate has been amazing. Like, uh, works great for like pencil sketches and then using some ink pens and, and markers and that kind of thing. Um, and the funny thing too, is like the way I do it is very janky. Like I'm sure that like anybody here in the comments could give me some great tips and I welcome those on how to do it better. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mingus design. Yeah. Uh, Dylan. Dylan, he's incredible on the iPad. Like, I just want to like sit down and pick his brain. Uh, cause he, he definitely with the, um, with the pens and with the style and all that, like it's far superior, but for what I'm doing with branding, I'm like, we, since, you know, we have four different, um, promotions that we run a year, we have to like crank out an updated brand, like a whole brand for, um, our store wide promotion every quarter. So mm -hmm. that, allows me to quickly be able to work out a logo or a type treatment or, you know, whatever it is and, and, and get that, uh, out the door. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a helpful tool for me. Um, and it's been fun to do like fun sketching on the side too with it. Um, so it's pretty multifaceted, which is nice. For sure. All right. So, um, do you like the stability of working in house? Um, the, uh, I know Woods is like that, uh, where the, it's eight to five. And I right. know a lot of people's in-house experience, usually if it's corporate, you're, you get paid a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, because it, uh, it's not just based on what clients are coming in or sure. things like that. So, sure. uh, is that one of the things that keeps you at a, at a, instead of going to a design firm or is there it, because Woods is, Woods specifically just has kind of what you need um, creatively, it gives you that place to kind of do stuff more creative while you're at work. Um, sure. So I'd say, uh, right now, um, it's been, Woods has been a blessing because, um, it gives me that stability that I need. Um, and, uh, it's nice to know that every two weeks I'm going to get a paycheck. Uh, and, uh, it helps me have a structure to the majority of my day. Uh, to be able to come in, clock in, and then the nice thing about that is, in do you the clock night, in? Uh, I am by the hour. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit interesting, or not interesting. It's a different situation than a lot of people, but it works well for us. So, um, yeah. So that's why it can loosely be um, nine to five, or you know, nine to whatever. Like the the hours. Can it's change. flexible for you. Flexible. What works yeah. for you, which is great. Um, and so. Um, yeah, no, that's been, um, uh, that's been healthy for me to have that stability and then to, um, having somewhere that I can come in, uh, that's actually 
enhancing my skills at the same time um, has been a blessing. Like being able to, from my nine to five, still be able to do illustration, still be able to do apparel design, still be able to, you know, I'm actually able to put my work on to something real instead of just play around with ideas. Um, That's been good. Uh, uh, And I don't remember hundred percent your question. So (laughs) sorry. The stability, I guess, you know, which you talked about that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No stability. I think the stability, I think one of the reasons I'm such a proponent of in-house design is I, since I didn't go to school, I did a lot of freelance work and I kind of hit a really like rock bottom low of, I'm not getting good clients. I'm not making work that I'm enjoying and like I'm making no money. And so being at that place for a long time, I've enjoyed being in an actual job where I'm not that freelance can't be an actual job. Like uh, some people make way more money than I do doing freelance. Um, But for me right now, it's nice to have the structure. It's nice to get paid every two weeks. It's nice to have those clients, if you will, coming in on a daily basis to where like, I don't have to think about worry kind of about, yeah, I don't have to worry about the it marketing. At all. And, and for me, it's a good fit because I enjoy what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, I would say I really enjoy the structure of that right now. Do you, yeah. Brian has this question or maybe he's, no, this is doc or maybe he's docs asking Brian. I don't know. Anyway, well, you can ask, you can answer this question, Andrew. Okay. Are you, um, tracking your in-house or your person, your time for personal projects also like when you're, when you are doing freelance or even at work, are you tracking how long it's taking you to come up with a new kind of new package design or a new brand or a new? Sure. Um, we don't, right now we don't keep track of that as closely, uh, as that like per project. Um, probably not a bad idea. Um, for freelance stuff has been interesting because I've kind of like tried to get out of a lot of freelance projects. So I don't, I don't maintain the structure that I need to in my freelance projects like I should. Um, so to answer the question, not really. And at work, they're not that. tracking you. They're just saying, hey, we need this by Friday or we need this in a right. month. It's more of a deadline basis or, uh, you know, try not to spend too long on something. Which is, of, which so. is another benefit of in-house because there isn't that pressure mm-hmm. of, we can't, you can't spend eight more hours on this. We need it to be done because we right. are, you know, this is what we build the client. So there's that in, there's a little bit, I've worked in house and it, it does, it, it allows for maybe more time to be more creative on certain mm-hmm. things because you know when the deadline is and you can right. spend as much time getting there as long as you get your other stuff done. Yeah. And I think there's two, there's a, uh, they have done a good job of trusting that I'm, a professional in what I do and like hoping that I'm not going to abuse that uh, right. and spend too much time on something. And, you know, there has been projects where it's like, okay, this was, we probably spent more time on that than we needed to. Uh, but then there's other things too, where it might feel like a long time and you realize, Oh wow, we, that was really well received. Like maybe that was worth putting that. Right. Into. So, right. Um, I think it's a balance. I think I work like side by side with my boss. So it's a daily interaction on what's going on and like how much time is getting spent on everything. And we have to switch gears sometimes and be like, okay, let's leave that. This is a last minute thing we got to do. So it's a unique situation. Um, and we are as a team learning, still learning how to best structure projects coming in, getting stuff done, looking out into the future, tracking, you know, we're still learning on how to, how to do that best. Um, but yeah, in-house has been, has been good to be able to, um, take on things as a whole instead of, uh, you know, this is a client, we only have this much in our budget to get it done and like, you know, move on to the next thing kind of thing. So, 
So then what are some of the drawbacks of working in-house? Sure. Um, I would say uh, for wood specifically, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, my boss and I have to do that aren't necessarily fun. Um, since we are a, uh, we are the marketing and design team, uh, we do everything. So if a store like loses their little price card for their merchandise, like we have to print that out and we have to laminate stuff. Uh, oh. we, have a, we have a working doc um, in our, and this is unique to our company, but, uh, we have a working doc that's, you know, signage requests from all of our stores. And so we have to make sure that, uh, the store and the customer is the most important thing. So we have to make sure that they have what they need. And so during our day, not only are we designing like promotions and like merchandise, we're also like printing stuff and cutting stuff and laminating stuff <laughs> and getting merchandise in and stocking shelves. And like, so we do a wide variety of stuff. Um, and part of it is just sucking it up, doing it, not being, getting, you know, too heady about it and, and getting it done. So that I say would be a drawback is of being a small family owned company is everybody does everything and nobody's too good for something. So, right. but that's um, also a positive because it keeps you, does keep you humble. It does. It keeps you humble. And it also, honestly, it can be nice to, to break up the monotony sometimes put in your headphones and fold sweatshirts. I mean, that can be a nice break sometimes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, uh, that, that could be considered a, a drawback. Um, I'd say some days are not necessarily as fun as other days, even though I show you the fun stuff that I'm working on of like making hats and hoodies and branding holiday promotions. That's actually where I wish I'd, uh, I'll have to sh yeah, you'll have to keep on the lookout for like dribble and stuff for the new holiday promotion. Cause that's what we've been working on. It'll be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say even though those are the fun things, there's a lot of things that are like, we're designing random, like use other door cause it's windy outside signs. And we're like, you know, we're <laughs> like in, you know, printing and cutting stuff. And, um, yeah. So the, I would say those things is just learning to, um, I'd say the challenge would be being just as pumped to do those kind of things mm -hmm. as doing something that you enjoy. Um, so that's the drawback of working, uh, at least in the house, in house where I do, we're doing, I mean, we're the production department, we're the design department, we're the art directors, like everything together. So, so I just want to tell people, since you mentioned your dribble, um, mm. so it's dribble with three B's.com slash vibrant impact. I M P A C T. So that's where you can also look up Andrew Berkemeyer and it comes up too, but, cool, cool. um, yeah. it's in the, it's in the chat. Um, and just for anybody listening, you can like vibrant, like the color or yeah, super lame the name color. that I came up with when I was being really pretentious getting into design. <laughs> I don't think it's super Definitely going to change that later on down the road. <laughs> so there are also sometimes when you're working at a smaller company, mm -hmm. um, it, those can be benefits and it can be kind of drawbacks. So if somebody's looking and they're looking at going in-house, sure. what are, so, but there's drawbacks of working at a really big company too, because then sure. they might not value the design and then they go outside and then whatever. It can be super frustrating. That's one of the places I worked was like that. So, sure. yeah. um, and it's still like that actually, but, yeah. uh, anyway, cause I have a friend who works there, but, mm -hmm. What are some things for you if you were looking for um, a position, which I know you're not, but if you were looking for a position or you're telling somebody, what is a question you would ask? Like, is it important? Like you, you really like 
woods and you like mm -hmm. the small mm -hmm. kind of everybody mm -hmm. chips in kind of added, uh, attitude, right? Sure. Yeah. But what's the difference really in, would you be able to help somebody kind of define, oh, you know what? A small company might not be that great for you then. You know, maybe you should go to a more medium or, cause I think sure. the, um, software company was a bigger company, more medium-sized company, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with your personality. Um, I am a people person. Uh, I love people. Um, I love having a personal relationship with people um, and getting more down on that level. Um, and I like being able to, yeah, work through things with people, and I'm not afraid to do like you said, like some of the tasks that aren't necessarily as fun. Uh, but not everybody is necessarily like that. Like if you want to climb more of the corporate chain and work your way up to this position and then be an art director and that kind of thing. Um, I'd say you'd have, I would really ask more design related questions to the people that are interviewing you at a smaller chain, just to kind of see like where they see you in the next five years, the next 10 mm. years. Um, because they may just be hiring you on as somebody that knows how to do design instead of sending it off to Fiverr or whatever, like right. instead of actually being like, Oh no, like we want to build a design department and we want the value. Like, yeah. The value of what you do and like where they see you going with that. Um, and I, I think you can really gauge to, um, what the company's like by looking at the other people that work there too, mm -hmm. um, and, and getting feedback from them. Um, so for me, for me, it would have been a little bit harder because it's a small company like coming on board here. Um, but, uh, you can still gauge through talking through the interview and that kind of thing and, and seeing what they think of design and then how, I mean, even how they interact with you, like are they personal, um, but on a larger company, I think it's healthy to like get feedback from other people, like what it's like to work there. Yeah. I know that's super straightforward, but like, um, uh, yeah, I think that there's, there was a company that I almost, uh, worked at, or I almost left the software company for, it was a clothing design company. Um, and I think and this is going to uh, what I'm referring to, but uh, I think, I think you have to have a gut check too, like what sits right with you. Um, and they offered me, this company specifically offered me a position as an art director, um, which was weird. Cause I was literally going from like production artist title uh, to like art director, uh, which was really tempting. Um, it didn't sit right with me. And then later just like talking with another buddy of mine that got a position there and like realizing through different feedback and that kind of thing, like um, that just the way that they went about doing certain things wasn't necessarily. Um, Didn't gel with you. Yeah. And so I think you can, I don't know, just like try and be observant and I'm not, I'm not the best at like giving back an answer for that, but I think, no, I think, I think, I think asking th people that work there, I think observing from the outside at, and, and just seeing how they value design and the process right. and, and their people. I well, think another valuing people is huge. Sometimes I don't, if you're a one person, you're going to be the only person and you might have somebody in marketing, but they might not understand design. It's really important that you have a network of people that you could actually send stuff to that already exists. And that is oh, something, I don't know if you've, you had the stuff like the Slack channel that you have sure. that you're in, but how did you find those, those guys and how do you use that Slack channel and totally. how does that um, work at work? I'm glad you mentioned that. So 
company I worked for, for previously, that all happened in-house. Like I was able to go to someone's desk and be like, yo, what do you think of this? Like critique right. this. So they'd come over and like, that was awesome. But when I left there, I didn't necessarily have that. Um, and then me and my boss have that to a certain degree, but he's kind of a marketing guy that knows how to design as opposed to like a design uh, designer. Um, and so uh, it, was, it was really uh, just cool how it happened. Actually at Creative South, um, yeah, shout out to Creative South, Mike Jones. Uh, ben, do you know Ben Stafford? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Ben's a good buddy of mine. I met him at Creative South, and he actually like personally asked me if I was interested in in joining a Slack channel with them. And essentially, uh, kind of a shout out to my buddies at what we call Two Cents um, is a mm -hmm. small like um, group of designers that we've all kind of come together to create a Slack channel and. And essentially, How many? there's 11 of us, I think, 10 okay. or 11 of us. Uh, Daniel's one of the guys on there, Ben Stafford, Jeremy Booth, um, and uh, just a bunch of my buddies uh, on there that we interact on a daily basis. And the idea is to basically create something that's not like exclusive, but in a sense exclusive, just to have that kind of intimacy of, mm -hmm. of being able to daily interact. Um, and, and basically, we have channels that talk about feedback. Uh, Noah Jacobson, thank you very much. Yeah, he's Noah's an awesome guy. I mean, I could read you the whole list of all, the, all my buddies that are on there. But um, <laughs> basically, but, but the idea is, is to be able to daily have a place to go that we can throw something up in the feedback channel and be like, yo, what do you guys think of this? What do you... And this is stuff you're working on at work. This is stuff I'm working on at work. This is freelance. This is, I mean, some Everything. of us are in-house. Some of us are freelancers. Ben's a full-time freelance guy. And, or I mean, they have an agency, him and his wife. And uh, it's everything. It's even personal projects. Go putting it on there. And um, the nice thing is, is that everybody is super nice, super caring about everybody else, but also very honest. And so it's different than like a dribble where everybody's like, Oh, awesome work. Yay. That's a good right. job. Or you're getting real honest. feedback. You're getting very real feedback. And some of the best suggestions I've got have been in that group of just a little thing of like change this or add this. And it just, it, it's, it helps you become a better designer. And so not only that, the feedback, but also just like, surrounding your uh, like-minded people like mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of different channels we have like a stranger things channel where we just like geek out over the tv show and so um that's been a huge huge blessing to me like um it's been amazing to have those guys to because uh, honestly moving from getting laid off at the company i was with with all these other design friends and then kind of being on my own like that came in at a pivotal time to just like have somebody to kind of like help continue to build me into a better designer. Um, and we're actually working on a website too. Um, I can give it to you later if you wanted to throw it up on something, yeah. but, um, just to kind of like give an outline of what we do at two cents and like how other people can start their yeah. own channel. Cause that's something that we've like really valued what we have, but it's hard because you don't want to bring on everybody cause then you lose what you have. So we're trying to put together something to kind of like be like, yo, you guys should surround it's yourself. It's kind of like a template. Designer. A exactly. Template. Yeah. So other people so, can kind of start the same thing. Um, but yeah, honestly, that's been huge. That's been a huge blessing. And those guys have become some of my best, closest friends. Um, and we we're all over the United States. Like uh, Ben's out in Ohio. Uh, did you have yeah. you met all of them in person? Um, I I think I've met everybody, uh, but I hadn't at first. Right. Um, I'd met a few, um, but we we try and have a retreat every year. 
And so we'll go get rented a cabin. This year was in Washington. So we all went down on the river and like rented a cabin and we went hiking and we ate and we just played games and just, it's a good like bonding time with other designers. Um, and uh, so that's been helpful to like actually get to see people in person. But, yeah, I love that idea. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been, I encourage other people to, to if they uh, don't have that kind of like support system, um, yeah, Hawk Rattle's in the crew too. Andrew Hawk Rattle, he's my buddy. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, awesome. He's, he's a stud. He uh, he's part of the the Slack group as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Design recharge yeah, design retreat. Recharge that sounds retreat. that yeah. sounds like a good idea. All right, so we're almost out of time, and I want to make sure that uh, yes. we talk about some of your side projects. So, yeah, not sure. just are you doing freelance because you're kind of taking a little break from doing freelance to kind of Correct. focus on another area. So tell us a little bit about, oh, and Daniel, wait, Daniel had a question. Have you used project management program like Active Collab? Or Active I Collab? have not. We use Asana at work. Okay. Um, and that's been a good way of like keeping track of projects and stuff. Uh, I've never used that other one. Okay. Good to yeah. know though. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. So tell us about yeah, your side project. project. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of freelance work. Um, kind of gotten a little bit burnout of freelance just because it, as a designer, you can just constantly be working. Um, but I also love music. And so I started learning the guitar when I was about 14. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I write songs. Uh, I love singing. And so more recently I've kind of given myself permission to pursue it more seriously um, and have been kind of surrounded by a lot of musicians up here in Washington and had the opportunity to work with a producer. And so I'm currently taking a break from freelance and trying to work on a EP, uh, which is like a, like a small album. And what so does EP stand for, I don't remember. I'm not I'm that smart. I'm not uh, either. I'm yeah, like, it's there, an LP would be extended like extended play. There you go. They say, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So that's something I'm doing right now. And that's something that Woods has uh, been a great asset to me because I can come in, I can work, I can do design. I cannot let that fall behind. And then on my free time, I can focus on my music. And working on a different kind of part of your brain creativity. Exactly. So that's been nice to be able to go home, write something, play music, relax. Um, it, it, it's cool to have another creative outlet that, um, when you're burned out on one thing, it can kind of fire you up in something different and kind of help you still be creative. Oh, and it's so. not extended play. It's Eagle Pop-Tarts. Thanks, Doc. You're setting us straight. Doc knows. <laughs> Doc knows. So uh, EP is, oh, so Joe says EP is between a single and an LP long play known as a full album. So you're working yes. on a single right now. When is it going to come out? Uh, such a good question. Um, so it's been a lot longer process than I wanted, especially because I can't do it full time. Uh, but we have tracked everything for the first single. Um, and my producer is working on editing it and then getting a mix of it. And so I'm hoping within the next month or so to be able to release it on Spotify and iTunes and that kind of thing. Um, and but that before the end of the year. Oh yes. I'm, I'm definitely hoping for that. Yeah. So you can go, you put the link in there. I saw that. Yeah. VanAndrewMusic.com. It has my YouTube, has Facebook, has, uh, you can send me your email if you want and I can send you an email and keep you updated. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping, uh, I'll be releasing it under Van Andrew. Uh, my first name is Van. So that's kind of where that comes into. Um, is your yeah. brother's name truck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I, exactly. I'm just playing. I know that was a terrible joke, but I yeah. know people named Van. 
Oh, that makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> but I go by my, my middle name. You, nobody knows my first name. So, oh, really? hey. Yeah. Well, you got to share it now. What's your first um, name? Boogers. It's not Boogers, but it almost is as bad. Constance. Wow. That's great. That's it's cool. It's too formal for me, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, don't that's tell awesome. anybody, people, okay? <laughs> Constance. That's amazing. I'll call you Van, and you can call me Constance, there and then go. we'll know we're in uh, trouble or Perfect. something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's, that's what I do in, uh, in my free time uh, is write songs and then trying to, to finish recording this EP. Uh, it's going to be a while because I'm working on it part-time, but the single hopefully will be released soon. And then, yeah, I'm excited. It's been fun to, to finally pursue something that mm. outside of design that I've been interested in doing. And I've been that able to- you're also really good at, because I've heard you on Facebook, <laughs> you'll do songs and they're terrific. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I wish I had more stuff out there for people to listen to. If you go to my YouTube, I do have a couple live versions of some of the songs. Uh, one of them, my buddy filmed for me when I was up in Vamp recently. So that's a really pretty setting, but um, yeah cool all right so um it's we're a little bit over but i want to make sure everybody knows how to get in touch with you so you can totally. uh, follow him on dribble at dribble.com with three b's again for anybody who doesn't know um and it's vibrant slash vibrant impact and then instagram is andrew burke so mm -hmm. a-n-d-r-e-w-b-e-r-k and then facebook andrew music and then music or the website is www.vanandrewmusic.com. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then I think it's Van Andrew on Facebook. Uh, if you wanted to follow my music or just look. Oh, me it up. is. I'm sorry. Did I just say that wrong? Oh, it's not Van Andrew music. It's Van Andrew music. Yes. Oh. You're correct. Yeah. I or said it wrong. Andrew Berkemeyer and, and send me a friend request. We can be friends. <laughs> And then you get to see lots of things. So the two, <laughs> the two cent stuff is going to go. It has, you guys have your own website with that or. I need to check with the guys and see where that's at. Um, uh, but I, we will have a website up for sure soon just to kind of outline some things. I think it's live. I mean, if Daniel's still on here, he probably knows more about that than I do. Um, either way, I'll, I'll shoot you a message with that. But um yeah, or just like a message like Daniel or Noah or Ben, myself, Andrew Hawkrottle, um, Jeremy Booth. Like, um, yeah, we'd love to tell you more about it. It's been a it's been a blessing. So, so one last question, and it's yeah. just, we didn't get to all of them. I had way too many. Yeah, but I'm sorry. No, I love it. Was great conversation. So you have a lot of interest, um, mm -hmm. and we often get this focus, focus, focus. And me and you yes. talked about this the other day. Um, mm -hmm. That we're like, oh, you should focus. You should really get focused. But to be yeah. honest, if you were a focused only, you wouldn't be really good at woods because mm -hmm. you couldn't maybe handle all those other True. things. So yeah. sometimes. Um, and I even think with freelance kind of, you know, um, it, it, if you, I don't know, I just kind of worry if that's all, if you only do this one kind of thing yeah. there now, some people do it really amazing and they have yeah. these long careers, yeah. but for yeah. me, I guess it scares me a little much. So, um, why does that not kind of sit right with you? And does it ever bother you that you have lots of interest? I also feel pulled in many directions. I used to fight it, but I don't anymore. More. I sure. just feel like it's the way God made me. I'm yeah. just trying to be more authentically me. So yeah. why does that not, the focus, 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 not work for you either? 
<laughs> well, I think if pe people have probably gathered it from this whole conversation, like I, as a person, I tend to be all over the place. Um, and so even the fact that I wanted to be a cowboy and then now I'm a designer. And, um, <laughs> I think I've just, the way that I've been wired is uh, I have multiple interests. Like if you look at my Spotify and what I listen to, like it's anything from like, like almost bluegrass to like screamo. So uh, I, I think, I think with having a wide interest and being an artist makes me want to produce a wide variety of things. Um, and so in design, I've kind of tried out all these different styles and like, I think it's more true, especially for someone like myself that enjoys illustration because mm -hmm. it's a very visual thing. Um, and so I think I'm learning how to hone that in, but at the same time, be okay with having a wide variety. So Woods has been a perfect fit, like you said, because um, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, I mean, you can see it even in my work, if you look through Dribble, like there's a lot of different styles involved. There's clean and like badge and fun, and then there's hand-drawn and then there's lettering. And um, I think I'm still as a designer learning how to hone that into what is Andrew Berkemeyer's style. Um, but at the same time, it's fun because it allows me to enjoy different things that I appreciate instead of like pigeonholing myself. There's certain guys like Jeremy Booth, my buddy Jeremy has like really focused in on a style and he's killing it right now. Like, and then he's even transformed that into like painting. And so I've, I've like compared myself to guys like him and I'm just like, ah, like I want to like be focused. But I, I think like you're saying, like it's not necessarily how I'm wired. Um, yeah. I think, I think with that, I'm learning to focus and I'm learning to cut out certain things that aren't me, that don't need to be me. I don't right. need to know how to do this certain thing. I don't need to know how to do this. I don't need to do this. And so I'm learning how to focus that in. But part of that focus, focus, focus is I'm, I'm also being okay with like the fact that I'm doing music. Can you be a designer and a musician? I don't know, but I'm sure as heck going to try. Right. Um, and I think the bottom line is like, what do you enjoy? Like mm. if you enjoy branding and you enjoy you know hand-drawn illustrations like do both like you'll figure out a way of presenting that to the world that they can understand that but don't limit yourself if that's something you enjoy uh, same thing with like the music thing will that ever make money will I ever like do go on tour I don't know but I'm still gonna write even for myself so right. um, I don't know if that answers your question yeah that totally does and one thing doc asked was would you say it allows you to play yeah yeah, I'd say, I'd say giving in to exploring those wide variety of things allows you to play. And honestly, I love Doc. Doc is like really good at playing, I feel like. I want to get better at that um, because I've realized recently there's not a lot of projects that I do that uh, – <laughs> uh, he said blush. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of projects that I do that are just for fun. Um, or at least like drawing. And so I want to start doing more of that. I did start a project recently uh, that is more based around, you know, it's not for a client necessarily, just to put out there. And anyway, um, but I think those things are important, whether it's in design or whether it's in a side project. Like for me, music, I go home and I, I write something or I just play around with chords on the guitar. And that helps me unwind. That helps me play. That helps me mm -hmm. be creative. Uh, but I think those things are important. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to like try something completely different from what you're used to doing because if anything, it's just adding a tool to your toolbox, you know, right. but you have to dive a little deep. You can't just stay shallow. I think very true. Right. Um, if you're really going to try something, I think 
Uh, so here's an example of something I've done, and I'm going to show it to you because it's sitting right there. Go for so it. So I would love, I love watercolor. I am not a watercolorist, but I would like to be one day. And yeah. I'm not an illustrator, but I know that I really, so I had this big, I had a client project a couple years ago. Actually, it wasn't, anyway, it was, ended up being a client project. Sure. And I started doing this like wreath. And then I was like, oh, man, I just messed up that leaf. And then I'm like, I'm just going to have to start all over again. And then you just feel so, I felt so defeated that I just, mm -hmm. all I can make is ugly things, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I was like, well, why don't I just cut it out and then put another leaf on top? So I kind of started doing this three-dimensional. So now yeah, yeah, every yeah. year for their holiday card, so this is their holiday card. If you think it looks stupid, oh, well, just be a little encourager for me and don't say it out loud. <laughs> but so I do this. So it's a walks and wags. It's one of my favorite clients. Had them for 12 years and they really let me play. It's kind of like woods for you. They, mm -hmm. they really mm -hmm. listen mm -hmm. to me and they yeah. get to do different. Hopefully now I'm not building this up too much. But anyway, so I do a watercolor yeah. and then I cut out the pieces. So it's a little caroler. And oh, he's, that's dope. he's 3D. That's like 3D. Yeah. So, that's so, so, cool. so it's, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like sticking off the page. It. Yeah. That's so fun. So anyway, I just no, think that's it's awesome. I think it's fun um, to. So even though I realize that this is more me, because I can, if I make it ugly, I can just cut it out. I don't have to tape it down. You know, I just mm -hmm. don't have to use yep. that piece. And so yep. it feels so much. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I can make a mistake, and it yeah. won't kill me. Like I won't be like. Like I see these, this lady I love, this Corey Dantini. Um, let me pull this off my wall. Oh, it's stuck with something else. But like I love this lady. Like she does yes, a lot of yeah, collage. Yeah. She mm -hmm. just is. Yeah, but it's like amazing. imperfectly perfect. Yes, it's just beautiful. I yeah. absolutely love it. But I'm yeah. I'm not that good. Like I can't like, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. It's just not me. So this allows me to make mistakes, but still. Yeah. Uh, create things and mm -hmm. so I'm I did like four different options for her. and so mm -hmm. one's like a leash that looks like a tree and mm -hmm. and I just cut it out like mm -hmm. if I mess up I can just do it again and I just yep. think it's it's fun to find but if you don't play you never get to that place and, I, yeah no I 100% agree with that I think two things that you hit on that are really important one <sighs> don't get on to yourself too much. And this goes for everybody. This goes for me too. Like don't get onto yourself too much because you're not what you would say as good as someone else or right. comparing yourself. I think comparing yourself in a healthy way to get better is okay. Um, but I would say that I'm very rarely um, satisfied with my own work, like um, because I want it to be like this person or this person and that kind of thing. But you have your own style, you have your own flavor that you put on things and that's important. And that's why people hire you is because it's you. Um, and then the second thing is, is yeah, I think playing is really important, um, even in your free time, because um, it allows you, I think it's good to get in a headspace of whether it's design or like for me with music, I've done this just the other day I did this. Uh, I'll use this as an example. Um, I'll sit down. I'm like, I need more fast paced songs. I'm just going to write a song. And so I started like playing with something. I got a hook and I literally had a moment of, I'm going to finish this. And I just sat down and finished it. And I wrote the whole song right there basically in one sitting. And it was one of those things that was freeing because it didn't matter as much what the lyrics said. It didn't matter as much like if this is the best song I've ever written, but it gives you the ability to, if you can push away this pressure of, Oh, 
this is a client project or, right. oh, this has to be perfect or, oh, this needs to go on my dribble and looks, needs to look amazing. Try pursuing something that you might not put on dribble or right. try, try pursuing something that you, it's not your style or it's not even going to be awesome. You know, just do it because you want to. And I think you'd be surprised at how freeing and how like much that can open up to another world of, of just honing your skills. I think for me, it's about wasting time. And so I don't do that very much. So I have this sabbatical coming up. So I'm excited about wasting time. But I also think for me, I'm going to have to schedule in time for play that I can waste time. And it's going to be okay. Even if I just throw it away, I just think my goal is to have kind of a recap at the end of every week, kind of do like video. I have a down shooter that John built me because he's a welder. Um, So I have it so I can hook my camera up and I can kind of, do that. And then I can share some of those, those failures. I think sharing those also helps other people who are trying to come behind you or they, yeah. they want to be like you or they, you, they just, I think Bob Ewing, when he put up his first lettering pieces, I'm so glad you can still go back and see all the <laughs> yeah. kind of yucky ones. Exactly. Yeah. We've because, talked about that before. Yeah. Because it gives us uh, a chance to, to feel like, hey, you were like me one time. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like you didn't just come out of the womb making these amazing songs no, or these amazing yeah. illustrations. Like it took work it and does, it took yeah. time and commitment. So anyway, just thanks yeah. for thanks for being encouraging. Um, and I can't wait to hear your EP. The, <laughs> what was it about? Pop-Tarts something exploding? Oh, yeah. I don't exploding remember. Pop-Tarts or something. <laughs> I can't That's remember. A Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. It has. We'll have to finish the rest of the questions after the LP or uh, maybe there'll be a LP sometime. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You should play at uh, creative South, the Bible study in the beginning. You should ask, tell Mike Jones, you want to play something (laughs) in the beginning of the, anyway, there we go. Yeah. yeah, maybe we could put that in um, as a suggestion. Anyway, um, I just want to thank you guys. I'm real excited to be wrapping up 2017. We do have Austin Sailor. It's a part two, and that's next week, and it's lettering, um, animating your lettering. And he has is launching a course on November 20th, so that's on Monday, and it's going to be open for a short time, so if you're interested in animation or getting started from ground zero and just kind of picking something up and really kind of diving deep you might want to come and watch next week with austin sailor so real excited thank you guys for coming um and andrew thank you so much and i'm just really glad you're my friend we'll just have to do a part two with you yeah thank you so much this has been a blast thanks for having me on i'm so humbled that you that you asked me to come on and you guys are awesome uh yeah hit me up on the socials let's let's be friends Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So, and if you ever, if you need to talk to me or you have a suggestion of somebody, just send me um, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. It's at design recharge, or you can always send me an email to Diane at rechargingyou.com is the best way. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you.